All right. Weekly wrap-up, Plumify podcast. Bang. Luke, co-host. How you going? How are you, Luke? Good, good. Hit me, man. What are we talking about? Oh, it's been a short week. Mm. Hasn't felt like it, but it's been short. It has not felt like it. I think first thing that happened this week, big thing, is we had a van broken into. Yeah. You, technically. You broken into. Yeah. That was hectic because mm. they... It was the... Yeah. Fit, bloody decent toolbox. Mm. Two decent toolboxes. Brand new from one of the big suppliers in Adelaide. And they just literally snapped the two handles off. Mm. Easy as that. Easy as that. Snap the handles off and they just open it. Took everything too. What was gone? Uh, B-Press, Jackhammer, all the apprentices' tools. Um, a fair bit. I think over like 10,000 worth of tools easily. Yeah. I think. And like you were saying, I, what do they do with it? What do they, how do they sell it? How do they sell like, it? Because I've been on Marketplace, I've been on Gumtree and I just cannot find. Yeah. Tool. I, can't, I can't find any of their tools. So. Yeah, unless that's... What would you do? Go around to the building sites and just hit up blokes and be like, hey, mm. that reminds me of a story, actually. Uh, do I tell you a stupid story about when I was dumb and young? I ever tell you that? So, Probably all right, here we go. This is... Dude, lessons you learn along the way. <laughs> so I was like a third-year apprentice and I was um, I was running this, the Warradale Hotel. Yeah, yeah. Warradale Hotel Extension for the plumbing side of things mm. had basically no idea what I was doing at all mm. but I was, a, I was literally a third year apprentice and I was in charge of it I don't know how they <laughs> even get away with that sort of stuff mm. back then but I, I learned a lot of good things but this bloke rocks up and um, I was still living with my mum and he rocks up in it, it was, I remember it man it was a Ford Territory and he had like it was like a Spanish sounding fella rocks up just to the car park of the building site and he's like boys come here boys come here about five of us went over there. He's like, I've got these cameras. I just um, finished up at a, a conference and I've flown in from wherever he was, the story, and uh, I've got these five cameras left over. This is back when, like, literally before the iPhone. Mm. So they were like camcorders. And he obviously showed us the real camcorder in the car. And he's like, this is what they do, you know. And he's like, do you guys want them? Do you guys want to buy the ones we got left? And we were... All of us, even the site supervisor who was like a pretty switched on dude, we're all just like, yeah, how much? He was like, oh, 600 bucks each. They're normally like two grand. So I literally went to the ATM twice because I couldn't get enough money out in mm. one go. Took like two lots of 300 bucks out, gave him the $300 and then, uh, sorry, the $600. He, and he just was like, and then he flexed and looking back on it, he was like, come on boys, like, what are you doing? Like, need the money, come on. And we didn't even think twice how urgent he wanted the money or anything. You gave him 600 bucks for a camcorder. Out the back of his car. And then I opened the box and I straight away I was just like, oh my God, what is this? It was like a green Sony box with like a stick and you peel the Sony sticker off and it had some other brand underneath it. But he was long gone. And we're all just like, all right, that's a bit weird. And then literally 10 minutes later, another like magna rocks in with like four people in the car and they're all like boys we've got these cameras just finished at a conference one of you and we and we just knew at that point we were just like oh no we've been stiffed because another like they must have had some sort of thing going yeah. on and they were totally fake and just like absolutely bullshit rubbish i just threw them out because I, I, I was going to buy it for my mum that is such an apprentice thing yeah i know it's the dumbest thing but anyway so that just came to mind 
and my missus still brings it up like about how you just can't make any good decisions <laughs> <laughs> yeah but be interesting to know what they do with it hmm. That's, doesn't Milwaukee have a thing now where you yeah you got a like a Milwaukee kick or something like that a little like tracker mm. you can't stick it to your tools maybe some of the tools have inbuilt trackers now mm. I thought I they think. were inbuilt or something yeah you can drop I've got one in one of my other tool bags that you just drop a little Bluetooth tracker and you can see where it is yeah um they're so pretty that, good. that hurts. No, they're not normal to have now. Like, especially, yeah, there needs to be more security with the vans, uh, mm. the utes. There needs to be like, I don't know, cages behind the glass or yeah. something like that because it happens so much and they just cut, like in the vans especially, they just cut the glass off and mm. go in without making a noise. Yeah, I know. I know. And I think having them parked on the streets just bad news anyway, isn't mm. it? Mm. You know, where was this one? Enfield. Yeah. Unavoidable. Some people would park on the street and then, but it does then, like, if it happens once and it's parked on the street and it's going to get, keep getting parked on the same spot, then mm. it's going to happen. How again. brutal is it though, eh? mm. when you think they just rock up, open, smash open two mm. toolboxes? It would take a reasonable amount of time too. Yeah. And they just steal every tool. It's not like they just quickly grab one and run. They're just that yeah. brutal that they're literally just peeling out every tool. Mm. That's noisy and they don't care. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that was disappointing. Mm. What else? Contracts, we're doing... That's what we've been doing for the whole week, sorting out work, sorting out mm. work contracts. And mm. they're just... Like the government-y ones and yeah, that? Yeah, and they're taking a long time. Why do they take so long? They take a long time. Yeah. Everyone must be in the same boat, where it's just negotiation, negotiation. But yeah. I feel like we're rapid fire and we're giving, getting back instantly. Like we yeah. answer them within like 10 minutes and then we have to wait five business days. I know, just to even write back to an email, mm. they... Yeah, everything. Every, that's one thing I've learned, man. Over the time, is that everything takes longer than you expect. Mm. Especially in these, yeah, like government type organisations, they just have so many different departments and need to sign off on mm. so many different things. Um, yeah, I guess a bit used to it now. But when you're in a small, nim- smaller, nimble business, you know you can just do stuff, get mm. it, get it done. Yeah. But then they like can get a little bit of it done and then some so other person has to take over and it just so many break points it would drive me crazy to work in one of those big corporations I yeah. you just can't get anything done you know like dinner with Aaron yeah that was epic that was good tell, tell explain about him um, lad Irish lad yeah it's, it's just one of the kind of a client they were working for I'd say mm. I'd say in dealing with and they're it, massive global yeah. massive we went out to dinner with someone that's been helping us out pushing along some work for building in Adelaide and yeah learned a lot yeah really. that was 38 so basically his story is his um, what's his title project head manager head of real estate head of real estate is it he's so. 38 and he was saying that he basically he's he's Irish he's based in Dublin just out of Dublin but he literally just travels mm. <laughs> travels Europe every like pretty much whole every day of his work life and goes to the US every six weeks mm. it was he was talking about some pretty boss stuff yeah eh? made us think of a, a small little plumbing fish in the big old ocean for mm. sure I know makes no. you think big man makes mm. you start to think like you know why not mm. you had a busy one last night you went to something else as well Master yeah, the master builders. Yeah, that was so basically. There were some good learnings from that. So I'm 
part of the master builders subcontractor committee and um we just there's some pretty boss units there every two months we just get together at the master builders and talk about the construction industry and you know a lot of it's um definitely construction based stuff around like unions and right of entry and um they're like redundancy schemes that you get when you're on like those t- like actual construction sites yeah. so some of it's not totally relevant to us but then we do talk about the residential sector a fair bit and yeah some big things to take away from that last night was that they're getting they're cracking down massively on silica dust mm, which and, should be yeah there's a court like, case happening right now with um, okay. uh, what's that big uh james hardy i think maybe I don't, it might be james hardy i'm not 100 percent sure yeah. but there's a anyway there's a big court case going and everything is revolving around what's going to happen on that court case but for definitely sure the um so basically what master bills have done is they've hired a full-time guy um who looks after their safety now hmm. so you know all the members can hit him up when they have they have any safety issues with safe work sa and he becomes he liaises for you and advise you it's actually wicked we should use it Um, use him he's a really top bloke and the big things I took away from that was yeah the silica dust is going to be massive and it's Mm. going to be for us that comes to like um, well almost everything's got silica dust but it's going to come down to like the the percentage of silica dust in things Mm. some things are just going to get totally banned like you know for instance you get like the black thick black sinks or white sinks yeah. from Bunnings or wherever, mm. and then you got to drill the tap hole out. Mm-hmm. Like that's full of silica dust. Yeah. Um, that engineered stone bench tops. Oh, so the actual products are going to get banned. Yeah. So yeah, there's okay. all sorts of stuff going. They're yeah. trying to figure out that they're basically trying to ban mm. um, engineered stone. I don't know. I can't see how that would happen, but that's because that's just going to destroy yeah. an industry in itself. But yeah that's what's going on with that and they're talking about like you know have to handle everything with like wet sprays and then mm. almost like handle it like asbestos you have to have yeah. a license and everything so for us that comes down to like those sinks um and cutting in bigger bigger sinks into stone bench yeah. tops or cooktops yeah you know so we have to really knuckle down on that and mm. figure out they're gonna the master builders is going to send out some preliminary information about it mm-hmm. how to how to sort of deal with it but the biggest thing is extension ladders. There's um, so in other states, the high I think it turns to high risk when you're over two meters high. Yeah, right. Which is like any everything is over two meters yeah. high, but here it's three meters. So they're trying mm-hmm. to bring SA back into line with the other states, which basically means extension ladders are you just can't use them. Yeah. So they're pretty much um, from the safety fella. From Master Builders, big takeaway from that was he 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 hates extension ladders. Mm. Most and most residential construction accidents are fall from heights. Yeah, and they're just saying you you basically want to almost ban the extension ladder. And mm. so it's any time that needs to come out. Instead, it's a scaffold or a EWP. Yeah, well. so I'm like I totally agree with it. Yeah. I yeah. Hate no one like extension ladders are ridiculous mm. you know and so for us it's going to be trying to get that across to the insurance companies and stuff yeah it's gonna be a, that'll be a hard task hard sell but because yeah. there's still there's still going to be people that are just going to be like that nah, extension ladder mm. i know that's right yeah. and it's all fun and games until they do fall off though isn't it yeah and then they've got 
Yeah, you meant to get, you know, a lot of people don't know you're just meant to get them checked as well every six months or annually I think like your extension ladder and all your ladders have to get mm. inspected really and that's what we're doing now inspecting every ladder every like obviously every harness like we always do mm. and mm. yeah it has to get inspected but I don't know any company I've been at that does that mm. I'd, I'd, mate, I would love to somehow try and ban using them here too mm. because I just they're just yuck mm. no one wants to when that thing's extended out and you're going up way. on a two-story yeah, roof. And it's like hanging over the, just hanging over the gutter by like 200 yeah. mil. And you have to like crawl up and then getting back on it, yeah. But if they go to the two metres as, as class as high risk, that that changes a lot of things, you know, like you that's can't get on a roof on your own mm. because you need to, you, you can't even get, that's the other thing. You, you literally, you can't really get on a roof one person. Not anymore. Because you need someone there holding the ladder by safe work standards and that. Mm. And if something happens to you, you need someone there to assist you. So they, a lot of these, yeah, these the insurance companies and that that we do a lot of work for, man, they have to start. I'd love to be able to sit down with them and, you know, explain to them the predicament mm. we've got here. It's like, yeah, we've got to get things done to a certain price point, but safety has to be paramount, number one, man. Mm. You know, you just have one one person falls off a roof. Even single story, if you did by yourself and you fall off the roof and like you can't reach your phone, you, you're yeah. just gonna lay there. That's like, right. Or you're you fell off the roof and you're unconscious. Well, that's no the thing. Most of the time, when you fall off a roof, man, you're falling on your head. Yeah. So you're gonna have broken head, broken mm. arms. So yeah, that's that's something to think about and build in, but. Um, the other thing, the other important thing we spoke about was just that, and I could vouch for it, is the feel, it just feels, it's changing out there. Mm. You know, like we've had a couple of roofers, hit the apprentices and that come to us mm. last last week, this week. Yeah. You know, from companies that have gone shutting up shop mm. and I just get the vibe that there's a lot of people who, you know, over the last three years when anybody could start a business and it was easy because there was just so much work out there. I think a lot of these people, it's getting harder and they're over it. Mm. Like that's just the vibes I've got. Cause I'm, and I can tell you anecdotally that definitely that is the case. Like I've met people who are of late who are just like, I'm, I'm over running a business now. Mm. And it's just get, it's getting harder out there. I can, I can feel it's changing. The dynamic is changing a little bit. Yeah, so yeah, well, we, we know of a lot of plumbing companies that are gone down mm. as well like plumbing couple of roofers those builders in the state or yeah. national, the national builders yep. a couple of them as well mm. falling on hard times and everyone I can tell you man everyone that I know in the building industry who's like pretty high up um, yeah that's loud when it kicks mm. on is sort of like thinking to themselves like what are we missing here mm. like in regards to Adelaide we haven't really had any big builders go under mm. like we've had quite a lot of small builders go under yeah. but no real big notable builders mm. that have collapsed and every, everyone is like on eggshells man like the, a lot of the people in these industry associations mm. and um, owners of building companies and they're all, all thinking like what are we missing here is mm. something something's how could we be immune to this like what are we not seeing mm. there's a lot of that going on a lot of people are just like they're not sure what's going on right now mm. because yeah like you said hard times are here and yeah just don't know I think just need to tread cautiously for a while mm, definitely
What else? Anything else that's been happening? I think that's a short week. Short One week. weekend, short week this week, short week next week. Tell you what, I couldn't come any. I'm, I'm worn out. Mm. I need a break. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, tough four days. Yeah. But. Oh, what about River? We've had a bit going on the Riverland. Yeah, yep. Clean up, strip out still. We're still figuring out what to do, what's what we can do and like what what the process is, mm. I suppose. Like we're, we're going up there cleaning up, but cleaning up seems to be pointless half the time anyway because yeah. the shack's going to get ripped down. So I think they're figuring out who needs to actually come in first yeah. and everyone is figuring out a process still. So yeah, it definitely seems to have gone to a bit of a like a holding pattern. Hey, where yeah. they're like, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's just like pull the mm. pull the brakes on for a minute, and then they've decided like, no, no, no. We need to get the engineer in. He's going to tell us if the place is even salvageable. Because yeah, like you said, we'll we'll go into jobs early to demo, and mm. even the owners were hitting us up, going like, are you, are you sure we should be doing all this? Because like, I've got a pretty good feeling this thing's just going to get bowled over anyway. And then yeah, I think everyone's realised that now. So they're not, jobs aren't coming through as thick and fast as they were because mm. they're in a bit of a holding pattern waiting on engineers and engineer reports and stuff. Yeah. Um, but also getting that across to the um, the, co- the, the costs in, involved, isn't it, Luke? The, mm. Trying to ex- get that across to the clients about how much it actually costs to do work out there. Mm. With living away from home, travel, fuel, machinery. Mm. You know, there's a, we've got a bit of the bit of that going on, don't we? Trying to justify it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, you know, just to be straight up, yes. Yesterday, when we got one that was, they weren't stoked about the price, and then we, sort of, worked backwards. Yeah, we worked it backwards. We thought, sure, all right, all right, are we missing something here? Mm. Have we gone overs? And then we reverse engineered it, didn't we? Mm. And it was like, nah, that's. That's spot on. Just is what it is. It is what it is, and it just adds up just quicker than people realise, mm. you know? So that's just something we've got to deal with as well. But, hey, week's nearly over, man. Mm. And, uh, it is what it is. What's going on next week? Um, back to the river. Hadn't been there this week, actually, so we're going back to the river. A few of the guys are probably a whole week next next week, I'd say. Mm. So I think that's the main, the main thing going on. Everyone's going to be in a better mood I reckon yeah it's been a good positive mood being a after a four day long weekend mm-hmm. and refresh ready to go and what's that thing we're doing you did the other day in the office with the good vibes only or whatever what was yeah, that yeah no negativity was allowed no just negativity no, like everything's good yesterday everything was good everything had a solution it was just like no one was allowed to be negative <laughs> how'd no that did it how'd that go yeah it worked it yeah? was good it was good yeah a few yeah no it worked I'd say good. it worked and we're actually oh, well, just lastly wins we've had this week is we had Jake start yep he seems yeah. like a he's a lad yeah new tradesman and a new apprentice yeah uh, are you talking about Lockie yep yeah so Lockie started Lockie's a done six months of roofing and but wants to be a plumber so that's awesome for us because he's got a bit of roofing experience but mm. first year plumber on board and now we've got a second year roofer who's coming from one of those companies who is shutting up shop which yep. we were sort of explaining about then people realising it's not as easy as they thought uh, we're trying to get him signed with one of the group trainings so yeah some good things in the pipeline hopefully mm-hmm. next week some of this government stuff we've been working on for seemingly hopefully one of the contracts ever. one of the contracts come back next at week at least one of them would be one nice they're, they're just you know we've been told they're basically over the line mm. but it's just 
getting them getting them in mm. our hands it's been a bit tough so mm. yeah anyway we'll catch up again next week that's it alright boom thanks for tuning in to another Plumber Fire podcast make sure you follow us on Instagram TikTok YouTube LinkedIn and all the usual podcast platforms <laughs>